We continue our off-season episodes with a special fan interview. We're going to find out what is it like to be an L.A. Kings fan in Ireland. That's next on this edition of Locked on L.A. Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We are excited to welcome in a Kings fan from overseas, currently living in Ireland. He is active on social media on Twitter. He is at LA underscore Kings underscore IRE. His Twitter handle is LA Kings Ireland. And it says in his Twitter bio, quote, one man's ongoing struggle to follow his favorite hockey team from thousands of miles away. So let's find out a little bit about him and a little bit about his story of being a Kings fan. We're going to take you eight hours into the future and about 5,000 miles away to Ireland and bring in Kings fan Stephen Barrett. Hey, Stephen. How are you doing, Eddie? I'm Good doing great. It's awesome to have you on. I'm really intrigued by your story. Uh, I've seen you be again, being very active on Twitter. That's how I kind of came to know you. And mm -hmm. uh, I know you like to be active and, and retweet and tweet things about the LA Kings. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess the first place we need to start is where are you in Ireland? Okay. I live in a city called Galway, which is on the West coast of Ireland. So it's the direct opposite side to Dublin. Um, so uh, yep, that's where, that's where I am currently. And uh, I, I obviously notice an accent. Are are you born and raised Ireland or did yeah, you come from yeah. somewhere else? No, no, born and raised in Ireland here wow. in Galway. That is amazing. Um, do you mind me asking what you do for a living? No, um, I'm a manufacturing engineer in a small Japanese medical device company. We make uh, coronary catheters that are used in angioplasty procedures. Wow. Well, um, obviously, thank you for making the time to join us. Um, oh, oh, pleasure. Now, I was I was wondering if you would be someone that was from Ireland or if you had come maybe from North America and moved over for work or something like that. So I'm really intrigued that you are, in fact, born and raised in Ireland. So I'm pretty sure ice hockey is not a uh, major sport in yeah. Ireland. Um, so the question, the obvious question is, how in the world did you become a hockey fan? How did you become a Kings fan? Well, around about the mid 90s. Um is when I started to get into hockey. We had a one hour weekly highlight show on this really obscure channel. You know, when there was 14 channels, it was channel 14. It was the channel that no one else watched. And uh, I fell in love with it straight away. Um, the speed, the physicality, the skill, it was uh, like, it just grabbed me immediately. And uh, as a bit of a Jersey nerd, I kind of fell in love with the Kings uh, Jersey straight away. Just that black, white, silver look. It's just so smooth, so clean. And, uh, you know, Gretzky was still playing for the Kings at that time. It was his last season, 95, 96. And, uh, 
even over here, we'd heard who Wayne Gretzky was. He kind of transcended the sport, kind of like Michael Jordan in the NBA. So it was a very easy decision to become a Kings fan. So I, I was thinking about Ireland and hockey, and is there anything that ever popped in my head? The only thing I could come up with, and now granted it's Northern Ireland, mm. but I remember Theo Fleury played That's his right. final season with the Belfast Giants. That was the only thing that popped in my head. Do you remember anything about that? I, I do, actually. I remember when Theo was there, I went up to uh, to watch a game while he was there because obviously he's a he's a big name. He's like he's he's huge. He was a, a superstar in the NHL at the time uh, or before that time. But uh, yeah, he was like far above the level of the guys he was playing with on the Giants at the time. But so it was great to get to see like a, a, a true superstar uh playing in belfast so yeah he's probably the biggest name that's ever played uh in ireland uh at hockey so yeah it was great Theo is there is there memory. any kind of ice hockey at any level i know belfast but is, is there any teams in ireland uh, is no. there a national team nothing at all huh there's nothing uh, there's not even rinks here eddie i mean mm -hmm. i think there may be one or two in dublin but they're like a couple of hours away it's very much uh kind of a niche sport you do sometimes see the odd person with a baseball hat, you know, from a, a particular team or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's there's no there's no rinks, there's no ice here, unless I want to go up to Belfast. <laughs> How often do you bump into a hockey fan? Uh, and when you do, is it um, is it miraculous? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like winning the lotto. It's uh, it's rare. It's very rare. I actually work uh, with a girl. She used to live uh, in Vegas. She lived there for two years, so she's a big Golden Knights fan. So. Today, she was a very, very happy uh, person. But yeah, she's one of the few hockey fans that, that, I, that I know in and around Galway. So Ireland is eight hours ahead of Los mm -hmm. Angeles. So when there's a 7.30 home game, that's 3.30 a.m. in Ireland. So how <laughs> in the world are you yeah. able to follow the, the, the game, the team? Like I said, you are active on social media. I'm sure that helps a bit as well. Yeah, are you I'm, able to actually watch games? Can you record them? Do you even, I, I assume online you could watch games? Yeah, like we, we get the, the NHL app. Um, so I can watch every Kings game. I can watch replays. I can watch the highlights. Um, I used to watch an awful lot more uh, live games when I was younger, but you know I've got kids now, family, mm, uh, so yeah. it's, it's it's more difficult to kind of stay up late and and watch the games. But um, I will watch a few live per season, depending on who they're playing. If it's a big game, I, like during the playoffs, I was watching um, the Oilers games live. Um, but uh, most of the time, I'll, I'll catch the highlights or I'll watch you know a full replay the next day. But I I, I rarely miss a game. And I assume there's no, well, I guess social media, you could get spoilers. Are you able to just avoid social media before you watch a replay yeah. or how do you handle that? Yeah, no, just first thing in the morning, I just don't look at the phone. <laughs> I go downstairs, throw on the coffee and uh, just start watching the game, you know? Uh, yeah. Now, have you ever been to the States? Is there any chance that you could, you know, at some point, is there a dream of coming to LA to see a oh, game? Yeah. I... That's the dream, Eddie. That's the dream. I have been to the States. I've been to Miami. I've been to New York, but I haven't been out into the West Coast yet. But uh, yeah, the plan is in the next couple of years to head on out to, to crypto and uh, see them play in person. That's that's the dream. But as you, as you can imagine, those kinds of trips are once in a lifetime type deals. You know, they're, it's, a, it's an expensive proposition. 
Yeah, I was trying to remember what year it was. It, it, well, certainly it was after you became a Kings fan. They did play two games in London That's right, against, against the, the Ducks. Ducks. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a – that wasn't a possibility for you at that time? Yeah, no, I, I, I went to see them in, in, in London at the time. Oh, I went great. to see one of the games. Yeah, yeah, oh. I went. I, I had to. You know, they were yeah. playing so close to home. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, it was brilliant. It was great just to see them live. But the dream is to head on out to L.A., uh, Southern California, and, and see them in person in the arena to hear you know Dieter play on the organ and, and experience <laughs> all the atmosphere and everything uh, around uh, around the arena that's that's fantastic well hopefully uh there's a good product on the ice for you to come and visit and if you do uh and i'm still here <laughs> uh, uh certainly let me know and uh we'll definitely give you a good welcome here uh for oh, that'd be brilliant, Eddie. thank you that'd be brilliant. all right um, we're going to keep talking uh, about uh, the Kings. Uh, and I, I have to ask Stephen why Adrian Kempe is a massive red <laughs> and what that means. I hope it's nothing, uh, nothing no, it's that nothing. I'm not. Okay. No, good. It's, it's all, it's all good. All clean. Okay, all good. good. <laughs> we're going to get the answer to that question in just a second, but I do want to let you guys know that today's episode of locked on LA Kings or team every day is brought to you by FanDuel. Make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, They have great uh, promotions there every day. The website is safe, secure, super easy to use the app as well. Uh, And when you win, you get paid immediately. So there's no better place to bet on all the sports action. It is America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Stephen. uh, It says on your Twitter profile that Adrian Kempe is a massive red. I have no idea what that means. Please explain. Uh, it just means that Adrian Kempe is a big Liverpool fan in, in soccer. Oh. Um, so, like, we would call them, you know, we call them Reds uh, because the team wears red. So uh, he's uh, he's posted a few times about, about about Liverpool, and it's kind of one of the reasons why he's my favorite player on the Kings at the moment is because he's a big Liverpool fan, and I'm a big Liverpool fan as well. So um, that's why I put it up there. I, I don't know, just a, a, a bit of fun. It was certainly intriguing. So uh, I got my. So I, I also know now who your favorite player is as well. Yeah, uh, so you pretty. obviously have been a Kings fan when they have won their two Stanley Cup titles, which yep. is great. Um, yeah. And you mentioned it. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights just won the Stanley Cup. So I have to ask you, um, Alec Martinez, Jonathan Quick mm. uh, on the Vegas Golden Knights. How did you handle that whole situation as a Kings fan? You know, I, I know I've heard you mention before, Eddie, how you know you're a fan of the team, the Kings team, regardless of who's playing for it. And I'd be the same as that. You know, I um just a Kings fan. So I know that 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 Marty and and, and Quick have have won the, the cup, but you know, I, I don't tend to think about it too much. Uh, happy for them, kind of, but you know, it it doesn't really bother me one way or the other. It doesn't impact the Kings. So uh, I'm just focused on the Kings and that's it, you know? Yeah. You and me are kind of the same way in, in that mm-hmm. regard. Uh, I think yeah. maybe we're a little bit old school. I think you, yeah, you and I kind yeah. of joined around the same time. I think I was a little bit uh, before you, but in the Gretzky era, mm-hmm. um, I think there are some maybe newer school fans who tend to gravitate more towards players than teams. Yeah. It seems like, 
So I get that there are different kinds of fans. I don't want to come off as my way is the only way, but it's the way for me, and it sounds like it's the way for you. Yeah, same uh, for me. It was kind of cool to see Marty hand off the cup to Quickie in the uh, celebration afterwards, but if it was any other team but that team, uh, you know, division yeah. rivals, those things really matter to uh, me. Yeah, and I just, yeah. uh, it's funny, my wife is a huge Jonathan Quick fan. She was That, that was her favorite player, and she has just decided – that he doesn't play anymore, that he's retired. <laughs> she's it's she's decided for the best. <laughs> yeah, she's just decided he's retired. He doesn't play anymore. And uh, so she doesn't even acknowledge that this is all going uh, on right now. That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, Whatever what gets you through it, you know. That's true. Uh, what does your wife or your family think of your uh, interest in, in hockey? Do they do they ask you about it at all? Or is that just yeah. kind of, that's just Steven's thing? No, no. Um... You know, my wife isn't really into sports at all, um, mm. but my, my two boys now, they, they are into hockey. Um, mm. I've managed to get them into hockey. I actually brought my my 10-year-old son to see his first hockey game up in Belfast there this past season. Um, so he loved it. So it's great to experience these things with your kids, I think, you know, and uh, uh, it's something that, um, you know, when we go over to the States to see a proper game, I'll be bringing him with me as well. But yeah, my kids like hockey. Um, they'll always ask in the morning, the first thing, you know, how did the Kings do? Did the Kings win? What was the score? Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to share those experiences with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. That's very, very cool. Um, you, you mentioned, we met, we talked about the Belfast giants and you, you've gone to some games. Is it, is it, do they play against competition from England or what, yeah. what kind of the league? Is it the English league or something like that? Yeah. The EIHL it's, it's the English league. So it's teams around, um, uh, Northern Ireland and England, uh, and then they play in what's called the Champions Hockey League as well. So that involves, you know, uh, some of the stronger competition from around Europe who've won their respective leagues. So if you think about like in soccer, there's the Champions League. Uh, so it's kind of the equivalent over here for hockey. So the Belfast Giants won the IHL this season. So they're playing in the Champions Hockey League uh, this year as well. So they're actually a really successful team in their 20 plus years of existence. They've won quite a, a fair bit of silverware. So um you know they've been consistently good which is great you know it's definitely made the product more popular over in uh over in northern ireland they get really good crowds over there you know maybe a little bit more than the coyotes pull in mullet arena <laughs> that's funny um so we talked about vegas winning the stanley cup obviously the kings just had their anniversaries of their two stanley cups um this past sunday i think it was the 11th year anniversary of the first cup in 2012 and then uh, just Tuesday, yesterday was the nine-year anniversary of the 2014 Cup. Ironic that Mar uh, Alec Martinez scores a goal and and wins the Stanley Cup on the same day that he did nine years ago. So there was yeah. a deja vu there for sure. Um, any particular memories for you from either of those Stanley Cup winning teams? I know I had talked about on the show yesterday how 2014 for me was kind of a, I don't know, I enjoyed that more, even though I totally understand why that first win would be special to a lot of Kings fans as well. And it's special to me too, but I thought 2014 was, uh, I don't know, a little more exciting for me. You got any memories of those uh, Stanley Cups? Well, they're two very different experiences, weren't they? I mean, they yeah. were, you know, 2012 was the almost kind of steamroller their way to the cup. There was very little challenge or opposition there. It was great to win it. Uh, it was almost like a, a, a relief, a release that finally they'd won it. Yeah. Um, but 2014 for me was... Uh, 
like a heart attack experience. It was like how many how many game sevens and uh, like did they go throughout the entire West with uh, three rounds of game sevens? Like it they was did. crazy. Yeah. Like uh, and uh, then the double overtime winner by by Marty against the Rangers. It was uh, they were heart attack games but i i think like you i kind of enjoyed them more they, they, they almost felt like they earned it a little bit more it was harder for them to win it but uh yeah i remember staying up till all hours you know it was half four or five o'clock in the morning when they got finally lifted the cup uh on both times it was yeah great memories great memories i Do can't you, wait till they get back there <laughs> yeah for sure uh so if you are watching a live game and it's you know early early in the morning do you have to catch yourself from cheering or anything because everyone else is sleeping and the neighbors well, do? So? I, I, when they won the cups, uh, I didn't hold back. <laughs> so uh, it was hard to keep it all in. But, uh, you know, uh, during the playoffs this year against the Oilers, I kind of had to keep it down a little bit, you know, because, yeah, neighbors and, and the kids being asleep upstairs, uh, my wife would kill me. So, uh, yeah, I had to kind of hold it in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like when your team wins a, a close game and, you know, it's, it's a great experience. Great freedom. Uh, no doubt. I definitely want to get your thoughts on this past season and some of the moves that the Kings have made so far and maybe some moves that they may make, but I want to let everybody know real quick. Obviously I appreciate them listening and watching this episode of locked on LA Kings, part of the locked on podcast network. Now, after you listen and watch this show, you should check out locked on NHL. Obviously, they're going to have a reaction to the Vegas Golden Knights winning their first Stanley Cup title. Uh, plus, the countdown to the NHL draft is now really getting going. Free agency coming up as well. So for a reaction to all the latest NHL news, check out Locked on NHL, your daily show on all things going on in the NHL. That's Locked on NHL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, a little bit more with uh, Stephen Barrett, the LA Kings fan over in Ireland. Uh, by the way, I saw today that the Vegas Golden Knights victory parade is going to be on a Saturday at night. Uh, that is, I mean, I know Vegas does things a little different. I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas, but no, I've never Vegas. heard of a championship parade at night on a weekend. That Can place is going to be carnage? insane. Can you imagine the carnage, Eddie? It's going to be absolutely nuts. I mean, I would love to be there just to see it, experience it. Like, I mean, God help uh, the the cops over there in Vegas. I, I They're know. Have their hands full, man. No, you're right. That is going to be a spectacle. I mean, yeah, like I sure. said, I know Vegas does it. You know, they know how to party. But wow, yeah, I was I couldn't believe when I saw that uh, earlier. Yeah, I today. can't wait to see the the pictures and the scenes. You know, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be something. Yeah, it's it'll be unlike anything I know I've seen. I don't know uh, how they do it overseas or anything, but I like I said, I've never heard of a weekend night celebration. So wow, that's going to be something. A else. weekend night celebration in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, <laughs> all oh, places way, like Vegas. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, the LA Kings this past season. They make it to the playoffs again. Um, had a great regular season. Some injury issues going into the playoffs a little bit, but they lose to the Oilers for a second straight season in the first round. Um, I'm, obviously, it's disappointing, but uh, did you think that there was progress this year for the LA Kings? Are you optimistic in the direction they're going right now? I, I am optimistic. I think they've definitely got some holes they need to fill. And uh, there's a question mark hanging over Todd McClellan and him going into the final year of his deal. But I think you can't argue with the progress they've made. I mean, they, they equaled the regular season points records this season. Um, they've had some development, like Kempe had another, he had a fantastic season, 40 goals, 
uh, Gabe Velarde uh, was coming along nicely. Um, so I think, yep, there's there's progress. There's still some work to be done, but uh, I, you know, I'm optimistic. Uh, I think they'll definitely be a playoff team again next season. And it's about whether or not they can take that next step. Uh, I think Rob Blake's probably got some work to do regards filling out some holes on the roster, particularly in goal. It's only Phoenix Copley signed at the moment. So there's, there's some moves coming ahead there. And, you know, how does it play out in the defense? Um, obviously, the, the top four guys are, are really good. But, you know, where does Brant Clark fit in? Uh, Jordan Spence, does he start the season on the, the main club? Who's going to play uh, bottom pair left D? some questions that need to be answered this summer i think uh but it's good to see that he actually uh, he got things started nice and early with the trade uh to move peterson off the books i think that was a big one even though it was self-inflicted it was uh it was a good bit of business to get him uh, off the books and his and his salary yeah certainly you're, you're clearly on top of things uh any any thoughts on the Kings bringing in a goaltender. Uh, anybody that you have in mind that you would like to see, or any other any other players that have interested you? Uh, I like to be honest. The players they've been linked with recently have been forwards. You know the mm. the Pierre Luc Dubois and uh, the recent one from the other day, Tom Wilson. Um, personally, I, I would love to see Tom Wilson if he could be healthy on on the team. He'd be exactly the type of player you'd you'd, you'd like to see on this team. He, adds a little bit of grit and a bit of nastiness and he's a pain to play against but uh yeah goalie wise i mean i don't know do you bring back corpus Allo on a, on a one or two year prove it deal um there's going to be plenty of goalies available this summer by the looks of things anyway so i think they'll have their pick um but uh, i i wouldn't be throwing a lot of money at a goalie i think uh, any team that's ever done that has usually lived to regret it so mm-hmm. i think a, a a short-term deal on a you know three million two to three million uh dollar contract should should work i think but uh, they're going to have to move out some some money first and however they, they manage to do that i don't know i am i've seen Dursey's name links and obviously arvidson and i follow and Trevor Moore as well. So uh, we'll see what happens there. There's, there's going to be some moves this summer, I think. Yeah, I think there has to be. And uh, it is interesting when you see a guy like Aiden Hill play well enough to win a Stanley Cup. You're like, well, how much do we really need to invest? Uh, yeah, in our goalies? I mean, they it's just not get hot the- at the right time and that's it. You know, the you're a cup winner. Yeah, it's not the days of Patrick Waugh and Martin Brodeur no. and those kind of guys anymore. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a different changing, evolving kind of uh, NHL. It's funny that the last two cup-winning goalies were actually, you know, former Coyotes goalies as well. Aiden Hill was a former Coyote, Darcy Kemper, former Coyote. They seem to do quite well at uh, developing and bringing along goalies there. And I know the Kings have are starting to uh, fill out their goaltending excellence department. So maybe pluck some guys from the Coyotes might be a, a good idea, you know? I mean, Kirill Velmolka was a name that was coming up uh, yeah. around the trade deadline last year. Exactly. So uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe so maybe you're onto something there. Mm. Well, Stephen, it was great to to be able to visit with you. Uh, so cool to hear your story. Uh, is there, I don't know, is there anything else you wanted to share about being a hockey fan in Ireland as we kind of wrap it up here or being a Kings fan? No, not not really. It's just it's been great to chat to you, Eddie. To be honest, it's great to chat uh, Kings hockey with someone. Uh, as I said to you before we went on the air, there that uh, it's not often I get to do it, so it's been a pleasure. And uh, I want to say thank you for having me on. Uh, it's been great to chat to you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's uh, you know there there's different stories involving Kings fans all over the place. 
Um, we've had a, we've had a, one listener I know is in Japan. Uh, there's just you know you never know where someone is going to be listening or or, or watching, and uh, so it's it's great to hear your story to find out that we have a, a very passionate, educated, informed Kings fan right now over in Ireland, and uh, we'll definitely stay in touch uh, on Twitter. And uh, look forward to, again, hopefully get you out here to L.A. for a game here in the near future. For sure. For sure. That's great. Thanks a million, Eddie. All right, Stephen. Take care. And uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Take care. Sloan. All right. That was uh, Stephen Barrett uh, in Ireland. And uh, we thank him so much for his time. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Um, I, I I noticed him on Twitter and obviously, like I said, his his uh, Twitter account has Ireland in the name. And then you go and you look at his information. You're like, wow, this guy really is a Kings fan over in Ireland. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on and get his story. And I'm so happy that uh, uh, he did such a great job on the interview. Uh, the connection sounds great. It's, boy, technology is an amazing thing, isn't it? You can speak to somebody uh, 5,000 miles away and it's like he's in the next room. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, you know, we're going to have some more Kings fans interviews coming up in the offseason. I'm really uh, glad that we can make those connections with Kings fans because we're all, you know, we're all in this together. No matter if you're in Ireland or wherever, uh, we've got a passion for the same thing, the players and the team. And uh, it all kind of brings us together, which is a really, really cool thing. All right. So I uh, want to let you everydayers know, and it's awesome to know that Steven is an everydayer. That was awesome to hear. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, I think we're going to have a breakdown of the potential goalies available for the LA Kings, guys that are free agents, guys that maybe are draft targets for the LA Kings to shore up their uh, their net uh and of course on friday's show as always we have the king's fan feedback show if you have any stories maybe of king's fans in in, in different places you want to share that would be pretty cool and maybe kind of fit in with the topic as well if you want to send an email the email address is always locked on eddie at gmail.com e-d-d-i-e locked on eddie at gmail.com you can always leave comments in the youtube uh, on the youtube episodes down in the comment section as well we'd love you to stay interactive with the show by following us on twitter and instagram we are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.